sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. As I told you, um, when these star players don't play, the other guys have their backs. They, they just do. It, it's, you know, you think there would be some resentment. There, there's got to be uh, someone from the fan standpoint of like, hey, listen, we're, we're trying to get the number one seed you know, in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, we're battling for playoff position. Heck, we're battling for our playoff lives. But these guys don't want to play half the time, so they don't. And the other guys do what they can. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. All righty, welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this Monday, March 29th. Here's Truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, B-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icott, and fire away. <clears throat> Some emails, tweets, phone calls, a little YouTube chat as well right here on an Opposite Picks Monday. What are we going to talk about today, you ask? Well, number one, and they prove it, these are hardly free. Uh, three times the charm for the Pac-12. IU gets their man. Nets get their guy. Will the Lakers get theirs? OKC continues to tank. Uh, what Daniel Jones is he watching? Uh, is more going to result in less for the NFL? And the NBA did the NCAA no favors. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a uh, Monday, March 29th, as yours truly continues to battle nasty flu here. <clears throat> I don't know if it's getting better or worse, or uh, it's, it's stagnant. I, I don't know, but uh, it's been a little rough uh, go here for the, the Wetzel household, that is for sure. But still uh, able to watch some NCAA basketball yesterday, little NBA as well, some football notes to get to as the, the Pac-12 continues to dominate. Really, it's, It is a remarkable story about how good this conference was. The 11-1 now after UCLA upset Alabama 88-78 in overtime. And then obviously someone was going to win between USC and Oregon. And the, the Trojans did win. They beat the Ducks 82-68 and we had eight <clears throat> Sweet 16 games, and really, you know, UCLA was pretty good against Alabama, although it was a 10-point game in the end, but they go to overtime, so that was a close game, and uh, Arkansas or Roberts was a pretty good game, 72-70. Other than that, you know, the other six were just duds. Uh, you know, if you stayed up late uh, watching USC, thinking that maybe the Ducks were going to make a run, they didn't. They lose by 14, which is, oddly enough, uh, you know the same difference as uh, what it was when they met in the regular season. Gonzaga blew out Creighton from start to finish. They went up winning by 22. If you told them they had to win by 32, they would have. And uh, Michigan blows out Florida State 76-58. Same old, same old from uh, Leonard Hamilton. Uh, this guy's never going to win a big-time game. Never. Now, hasn't gotten to the Final Four. Has NBA talent every year. They're so athletic. They're so this. They're so gifted. They're so that. And it's the same old thing. They lose every single year. I, I don't know what it is. 
but uh, they, they fell apart. It wasn't even competitive. Again, same thing. You know, you're hoping to make a run, as we've seen so many times uh, in this year's tournaments from various teams not playing well for one half, but then making a run in the second half. And this weekend, we didn't get that. Uh, we really didn't. So, and then on Saturday, you had Houston beating up on Syracuse by 16, wasn't close. Oregon State, you know, really beat Loyola in an ugly game by seven, wasn't close. <clears throat> you know, Baylor and Villanova was, was relatively close as Villanova was leading. That is the one game where the underdog, uh, albeit Villanova, but the trailing team did make a second-half comeback in, in, uh, in Baylor. Uh, Scott Wetzel City again taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time as we are just underway, just going through the NCAA stuff from uh, yesterday and this uh, this past weekend, Saturday. <clears throat> so you really only had two games. You know, you had uh, UCLA in Alabama, and you had Arkansas and Oral Roberts, uh, which has been a, you know, a, a terrific NCAA tournament. But uh, our Sweet 16 matchups didn't uh, quite live up to the billing uh, from what we've had already. But I will say this. That, that Pac-12 was amazing. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, I don't know how they flew under the radar. Maybe it is just because they're on the West Coast. I don't know. But, uh, you know, what UCLA has done is not a fluke. I, I mean, they've beaten four teams now when you include Michigan State in the play-in game. Uh, USC, you know, doing what they're doing. If, if there's one team, there does seem to be a consensus that if there is one team out there that might be able to give the Zags an issue, it would be USC because of the Mobley brothers, their front line. They have a front line that might be able to go toe-to-toe with the Zags. Uh, and if that's the case, then it's half the battle. Don't know, but, you know, when I did my brackets, that was the one team that I said, now that was as easy as a bracket as you could get for the Zags in the West. We, we pointed that out many times. But I did say the one team that might be able to give them some issues is USC because they got a front line that, uh, you know, one kid's going to be in the NBA, his brother probably not, but uh, you you got a couple of uh, 6'10 guys there that might be able to give Timmy and company some issues. So it's setting up that way. Uh, the, your lead eight matchup uh, I think is the most uh, interesting out of all of them. Uh, Baylor-Arkansas is pretty good, but, uh, you know, Gazag and USC, I, I think they can hype that and build that as, you know, maybe, just maybe, this is the stumbling block that will take care of the Zags. Kind of doubt it, uh, but you never know. At least the uh, the recipe is there for the Zags to lose. But uh, they didn't lose this weekend, that's for sure. And the Pac-12 didn't lose this weekend, except for the only game that they had to lose because they had two teams in it. Amazing. All right, just getting underway. We'll check out the scores and update all the stuff in the NBA as well. Opposite picks on a Monday morning. Sports Good Radio, Series 6, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We haven't even thought about that, but I did make a statement that this is the second elite in the last 60 years for USC basketball. This is a huge win for our program. Uh, I, I think... Uh, as we built this thing uh, with Jason Hart, associate head coach, and Chris Capco and Curtis Schultz, they've been with me all eight years, and the other staff members like Coach Mobley, and uh, we, we just had a, a we have a terrific uh, co- assistant coaching staff that have, have tried to uh, build pro- build teams year after year and and, uh, and develop players, and I'm so proud of our coaches. Uh, I'm only as good as a head coach as my staff, and of course our players. And uh, when we only had three returning players this year, we had a lot of work to do. So this team was built 
uh, with transfers, graduate transfers, freshmen, and some returnees, and they mesh together. And so my assistant coaches deserve a ton of credit for this. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, that's uh, <clears throat> Andy Enfield, head coach of uh, USC. It's amazing how these coaches, and we'll hear from a few others, you know, after their wins in the uh, the, the Sweet 16, they kind of act like they've won the NCAA tournament or they've, they've gotten to the Final Four. You know, it's uh, you got one more to, we'll go one more win to go before you really are playing with house money. Uh, but it is amazing. He is nine and one straight up, ten and zero against the spread. In 10 NCAA tournament games. So he's he's made two runs, including this one. Uh, and the one other year he made the NCAA. You, you know, you talk about how, you know, good uh, things are going for the Pac-12. How about uh, how about Los Angeles basketball? This is probably the greatest era of L.A. basketball that we've ever had. You know, we've had UCLA be great. <clears throat> we've had the Lakers be great. We haven't had the uh, the Clippers be great very often, uh, you know. And they started off in San Diego anyway. But uh, there was a good, uh, you know, uh, thank you, Elgin Baylor, a good twenty year period where the Clippers were the laughing stock of the NBA. Um, you know, USC basketball, as you just heard him just say, you know, a second time in sixty years. So you know, USC basketball has not exactly been great. But you now have the Lakers as the NBA defending champs. You got the Clippers that are right on their doorsteps. You got UCLA, which is in the Elite Eight for the team time, you know. But they're there, and now you got USC in the Elite Eight as well. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, uh, you know, I don't know if either one of those two teams will advance to the Final Four, let, let alone win it all. But, well, you got uh, four teams, you know, Clippers, Lakers, Trojans, and Bruins uh, in, in college basketball in the NBA that are sitting pretty right now. Uh, it really, uh, that's a... Uh, that's pretty, you know, in some ways it almost takes away from what, you know, USC and UCLA are doing. You know, I mean, both these teams, <clears throat> no one thought they would be at this spot, you know, especially UCLA, which barely got into the tournament. You know, so part of the, the joy is knowing that you're doing great, but your rival is doing, you know, lousy or, or is home watching you, you know, continue to play basketball. And yet, unfortunately for USC and UCLA, neither one can do that because, you know, both are having spectacular runs here in the NCAA tournament. And it is kind of, it takes just a little, <clears throat> just a little away, you know, both with the, you know, monumental tasks here in the, uh, the lead eight games. I, you know, if I had to give one a shot, I, I, I guess it would be UCLA just because, you know, the Zags are such a machine, but. You know, listen, it would be the craziest thing. Let me see if FanDuel's got their lines up uh, on these games um, for the uh, Elite Eight. Let's go to FanDuel here. Check it out. Um, Yeah, we do. Good. Uh, Good for FanDuel. We got uh, Houston 7.5 over Oregon State with an over-under of 129. You got Baylor now eight. That was seven and a half yesterday. That's up to eight over Arkansas. Wow, that's a big number. Well, you want to give me eight with Arkansas? Plus 290 on the money line? I'll take that any day of the week. 148 and a half. Don't necessarily like the over or under on that one, but <clears throat> I do like getting eight. Uh, that's, that's a big number. Um, 
I'm a little surprised, although maybe I shouldn't be, but Zags are a nine-point favorite over USC. I was going to say I'm a little surprised, but it's a little high. But, listen, Gonzaga's won 26 straight games by double digits. Uh, the, the fact that they they have won, you know, when you, when you take a step back and you take all the thinking out of it and you just don't know a darn thing about basketball, all you do is you read some headlines and you hear Gonzaga's won how many in a row? Uh, 29. They're 29 for the year, undefeated. Uh, and how many have they won in a row by double digits? 26. And they're playing again tomorrow? Yeah. And uh, what's the line? Uh, nine. Well, wait a minute. You just said they've won 26 in a row by double digits, right? And now I only have to lay nine? Yeah. Well, where do I sign? You know, that's the no-brainer pick. That, that That's the, you know what? I don't know who they're playing, where they're playing, why they're playing. All I know is they are playing. And they've won 20. Six straight games by double digits, and I don't have to lay double digits. Where do I sign? So now you, know, you never know. But uh, I, I thought that would be. I mean, I guess that's right. I, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Twenty six in a row. You can't make it seven. Uh, people will be all over Gonzaga. So and they weren't even tested yesterday by uh, Creighton. That, that that was a joke. Uh, you know. Um, you know, the, the game plan of going into a contest against the Zags and trying to run up and down the court with them like Creighton did with uh, you know Doug McDermott. I mean, he may be a pretty good head coach, and he is, but you know, sometimes you just scratch your head and say, You're not you're not out doing the Zags. I'm telling you, you know, the fan gets criticized for not respecting the Zags, much like I don't respect Florida State. Because I tell you, every single year, Leonard Hamilton finds a way to lose. The poor man, you know, blows out his Achilles you know, the first day in Indianapolis. Can't even get off the bus. He's in a walking boot and everything else. I can only imagine how painful that is, by the way. Oof. Just a thought about that. Uh, so, I, But this guy, he's, he's never get to a Final Four. NBA town every single year. Oh, they're so this. They're so that. They're so great. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he, he just never wins a big game, right? And, and same thing with the Zags. They're never going to win. They've had NBA talent. They've had great teams. This team was going to be the greatest in the world. That team's going to be the greatest in the world. Blah, 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 blah. We hear it every single year. And the fan always gets criticized because, oh, you don't respect them and they're really a good team. And it's like, nah, no, they're not. But I, I really do believe that coaches fall prey into that as well. I, I really do. You know, when we were doing in-game live, me and Joe Lisi yesterday, and we were watching the game as it was on during our show, and we were both sitting there, you know, in, in bewilderment saying, what, what is Creighton doing? Well, you, you're not going to run and gun with this team. They put 90 points on a board in a blink of an eye. You're not going to outrun them. What, are you kidding me? I mean, but I, I think there's a certain, <clears throat> as much as the fan gets criticized for thinking this way, I think there's a certain lack of respect, even from other coaches. It uh, doesn't matter how many wins that they take on, how many good teams that they play at the beginning of the season, how many successful years that they have. That there's oh, even the fan, even the the the, uh, the coaches uh, that they play and the players that they play. They all, I still believe, go into a game against Gazags and say, "Yeah, you know what." Uh, this one guy looks like a goofball with the fumble and shoe, uh, you know, uh, 
beard, uh, the Fu Manchu mustache and beard, um, you know, goatee, and then you got the other guy with, with the bandana, you know, the bandanas went out in the 70s. I mean, these guys look like they walked off the streets of, uh, you know, white men can't jump, right? I mean, I, I guarantee you, despite all their accolades, despite all their wins, that they're still a certain they come from the West Coast Conference, that conference stinks. You know, BYU never wins, St. Mary's never wins, the Zags never win. There's just just still a certain amount of lack of respect that teams go into these games against the Zags thinking, all right, we'll show them. Uh, You know, maybe uh, other teams can't run and gun with the Zags, but we can. You know, we're we're great. We're a Big East team. You know, we're the best team in the Big East this side of Villanova. We'll show them. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Uh, time and time and time again, uh, they have to prove that uh, they are a really good team. Now, will they win it this year? I hope they do. I really, you know, in a crazy year, uh, if they don't win this year, my goodness, they uh, like you said we, before, they, they never will. Uh, but uh, they won handily yesterday for sure. All right, opposite picks on a Monday morning, just getting underway. We are the first 24-hour network giving you... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It just comes so quickly. We had an enormous amount of time off between uh, this game, especially when you're not traveling. You know, usually you travel back hang out for a couple of days at home and then travel back out here and there's all the adjustment to that but you know you're just sitting here so we had a tons of time off i mean it's basically going to come down we, we won't know who we play till after midnight tonight this is where having a great staff like the staff i have i, I mean i just think it's the best in the country and, and they've been with me so long and they're just so good and and all the staffs here i mean just work their tail off and uh, that, that, that's why they become so valuable. Figure out, because it's, it's literally a really, really quick turnaround. We'll, we probably won't do more than anything but a, a walk through tomorrow just to kind of rest our guys. And then, you know, you get up and the next day is game day. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I've found over the years in these Elite Eights is how quickly they, uh, they come. Yeah, uh, that is true. And I'll never really quite understand why they sandwich two games into one weekend, you know, and give you the full week off to prepare. There's no coach in the world that is preparing for that second game when they have to play their Sweet 16 game on a Friday or a Saturday, normally speaking. Uh, this year, obviously, a little different with the COVID. It's Saturday and Sunday. But, you know, you know, the, no no coach. In, I don't care if you're Gonzaga and you're favored by 50. That's Mark Few, head coach of Gonzaga. You know, I, I don't care if you're favored by 50 in your Sweet 16 game. You know, you might pull one assistant coach aside and just, hey, right, guys, you know what, get, get an early jump on our you know, possible next opponent. You know, we got two teams here, the, you know, scout both a little bit, but um, you know, you wouldn't be caught dead ever telling your kids about that second game. So you really do have just the one game to prepare. Uh, you would think they would spread it out a little bit more, right? I mean, uh, especially this year when you know, again, everything's the almighty dollar. Uh, we, we know it. It's all about networks and, and what they demand. 
but you would think this year in particular where you'd want to keep these kids active, you know, maybe there's no reason if you're going to play these games, you know, why not? And you want to get the tournament over with, which I still don't understand why they spread it out, you know, a week off. Asking for nothing but trouble. Now, so far, so good. But, you know, to me, there's no reason why they couldn't have had the Sweet 16 games Wednesday and Thursday night, right? I mean, how, do we, how many times do we hear about the NFL? We want to get into primetime, 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 Monday night, Thursday night football. We got to get primetime, right? Um, so why, why wouldn't basketball have the same philosophy? If you could have the first two days of the tournament, you know, uh, normally on a Thursday and Friday, then then why wouldn't you have, you know, a couple of other games? You know, so you have the Sweet 16 games Thursday and Friday, um, or, or Wednesday and Thursday, rather, and you know, then you have the uh, you know the Elite Eight games on on Sunday, and and there you go, boom, you're you're done. Have a full slate of Sunday games, and uh, everyone gets at least two days off. Uh, and instead, they kind of jam it all together after having a week off. But um, so a quick turnaround for the Zags, and uh, they take on uh, USC. So the other line that we didn't get to was uh, Michigan seven and a half over UCLA. Well, I tell you what, who's you know, I I know the Wolverines looked good yesterday, uh, but that was really to me more Florida State looking bad than uh, Michigan looking good. I'm very disappointed in Florida State. Oh boy, just very disappointed. My my one bracket was actually halfway decent. Well, believe it or not, you know, my upset bracket, if you will, um, had Arkansas winning. My regular bracket had Illinois winning, but I did have a bracket in which Florida State was winning. That was my opposite picks bracket uh, because, you know, Florida State's never won a big game of their lives under Leonard Hamilton, so obviously they were going to be my opposite picks champion. So had um, they actually won yesterday's game, I would have had, and listen, I'm uh, not bragging too much because I don't have a whole heck of a lot to brag about here, but... I would have had, I did have UCLA getting to the Elite Eight, believe it or not. So I would have had UCLA. Um, I still do, but I, I would have had Florida State. I would have had Gonzaga. That's three. I would have had Baylor. That's four. Would have had Houston. That's five. I would have had five of the remaining eight teams left with Florida State as the champion still alive. Uh, go facing Baylor, which is obviously still alive. So my that that bracket would have been pretty darn good. I tell you what, that would have been uh, real nice. But that's why it's an opposite picks bracket. That's why you can't have any faith in, in Florida State. Oh, my others get uh, blown up. Uh, so UCLA seven and a half back to that against uh, Michigan over under one thirty six and a half. Say it's hard not to like all the underdogs. You know, I liked uh, not all the favorites, but I did like the favorites in the Sweet 16 matchups for the most part. Not all, but for the most part. Um, but I tell you, you, you want to give me seven and a half of that Oregon State team? Uh, I don't know what they need to do to get any respect. Uh, I mean, my goodness, you know, the Pac-12 is 11 and 1. They're the champs of the Pac-12. Uh, they're, they're playing great. You know, they haven't played a close game yet. You know, they've beaten some pretty good competition. It's, you know, to be able to take care of uh, Loyola, uh, I mean, I know on the surface that sounds like I no big deal, but, you know, you, you get a Cinderella story like that. Uh, you step in front of that train, and not only do you win, but you win handily. It was a seven-point game, but, you know, it, it was a legitimate seven-point win. Um, you know, they, they've done a great job. Uh, I'm surprised they're getting seven and a half. I mean, it's hard not to like them, right? Arkansas eight against Baylor. 
Um, I know Baylor's good, don't get me wrong, but that Arkansas team, um, you know, I, I know they struggled a little bit against Oral Roberts, but, uh, you know, they won. They advanced, they won. It was the second time they faced Oral Roberts. They played them earlier in the year, and they won handily. So I, I don't, I'm not going to hold that against them. Well, you want to give me eight points, and that's up from seven and a half uh, from yesterday. And then uh, USC getting nine. Uh, you know, I, I would never take nine uh, with the Zags uh, not having won 26 in a row by double digits. But I, I tell you, they're they're making it high enough where it is tempting. Yeah, it, it definitely is tempting. That, that's for darn sure. Uh, with an over-under of 155 and a half. Um, and then uh, UCLA seven and a half with, with Michigan. You know, who wants to get in front of that train uh, as uh, the Bruins do nothing but win. And, and they, they were gifted a win yesterday, boy, by Alabama. How about Alabama for the free throw line yesterday? Good gravy. I mean, you know, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. You know, my brackets for the most part are, are destroyed. So, but I was kind of rooting for for Alabama, but not, nothing, eh, not, not, nothing crazy, crazy. And um, Alabama for the free throw line yesterday with a chance to, to take the lead with six seconds left. Kid misses both free throws. They shot 11 of 25 from the free throw line. 11 of 20, 44%. Ugh. Worst mark, supposedly, since Kansas shot 40% in their uh, championship loss against Syracuse, uh, the Carmelo Anthony team in 2003. Herbert Jones, oh, that poor kid. He missed two free throws with six seconds left. He was the one. Bama was down two. Couldn't even get one. Now, they ended up tying it anyway. But, you know, if he's able to hit two free throws, then, you know, grab the lead. And then with six seconds left, you hold on for dear life and maybe you win the game. He ends up missing both. Bama does foul. Uh, the UCLA kid hits both free throws to go up three, and then Alex Reed hits a three-pointer at the buzzer to send the game to overtime. Um, you know, and then uh, from that point on, it was all UCLA, which is surprising. You know, it's, it's amazing how many times that does occur, though. I, I will say, having watched basketball for the last 40 years here, um, you know, you would think the team that made that crazy shot would have all the momentum in the world going to overtime, and the other team would be demoralized, and you know, it, it, it doesn't happen that way more times than not. It, it really doesn't. More times than not, the team that hits that crazy shot is so happy, so delirious, that they kind of lose focus. And they just think, okay, the game's over. We won. It's like, no, we, we didn't win. We, we, now we got to go. We got five more minutes to go win. The team that gives up that shot is so pissed off. Well, there may be a point where they're demoralized. Um, the, the, the athlete, the competitor in them, says, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to let us lose this this way. No way, no how. You know what? And I've always said the first bucket is the biggest in overtime. I know it's a five-minute overtime, but, boy, it is amazing how fast those five minutes go by. And if you could jump on that other team, it just sets the tone for the five minutes. And UCLA won the, toss, uh, won the jump ball. First possession, they hit a three-pointer. And they go up three. That was, to me, by far the biggest bucket of the game. That just to be able to, you know, if if Alabama hits that crazy three pointer at the buzzer, <coughs> they win the, the jump. <coughs> they shoot a three. 
And now all of a sudden, UCLA goes from, you know, winning the game to down three and all the momentum, uh, you know, remains with Alabama. Um, I don't know how the UCLA would have responded. But for UCLA to get that first bucket, boy, that that is so, so big. And after Alabama was fighting behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball, they finally, finally, finally tied, uh, you know, after really blowing a chance to win in regulation, and then they're right back behind the eight ball again to start overtime. And by three, not even two. That's tough to overcome sometimes. But 11 of 25, they missed three free throws in the final minute. I mean, you make one. Just, just make, you know, realistic, you'd have to make two. But, you know, you make two free throws, and, and you win the game. Man. You know, they showed Nate Oates on the sidelines. And you could read his mind. Uh, you know, being a former uh, All-Star Hall of Fame, uh, fifth, sixth grade girls, uh, PAL basketball coach. I, I, I know what coaches are thinking. I, I, I could see it. I, really, I, I could see it in their, their, their you know, mannerisms. And he was saying to himself, I can't freaking believe we're losing this game to UCLA. Well, we had a chance to go to the Elite Eight, and we lost to a number 11 seed because we can't hit some free throws, some lousy free throws. That's what he was thinking, for sure. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last year, we lost to them in Maui. It was a dogfight. We played great. We were two for 15 from three. We couldn't score. Um, But we, we battled them physically. And it was progress because two years ago, they were down this group of guys. Some of these, you know, some of the guys were on this team. David, Jules were freshmen. Tiger was sitting out. Cody was playing. Chris Smith was playing. Kenneth Nuba was on the team. Um, and they, they got literally, they, they, they got embarrassed uh, against Michigan State. Uh, I mean, like down, down 30 at half or something. And, that, you know, it was bad. And, the guys, uh, you know, for them to come that far to where they could beat a program like Michigan State, I think did world, just did wonders for their confidence. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, that's uh, <clears throat> Mick Cronin, head coach of UCLA. Someone better tell him he's playing Michigan, not Michigan State. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he realizes that or not, uh, but he was talking about a tournament game against Michigan State. Uh, but it's Michigan, coach, but uh, that's okay. He's a little giddy. So uh, here's what we have left as far as the tournament's uh, seeds are concerned. We got three number ones left. You got Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. Uh, most surprised about uh, m- Most surprised about Michigan. We have a number two left in Houston. We have a number three left in Arkansas. We have a number six left in USC. We have an 11 left in UCLA. And we have a 12 left in Oregon State. So uh, three ones, a two, a three, a six, an 11, and a 12. If you're in, uh, you know, one of the, the FanDuel props was total seeds uh, for the final four teams. It was 10 and a half. And right now, 
you're in a little danger. Uh, you, you got, uh, you know, you could deal with uh, USC, or you, yeah, you could deal with USC beating uh, Gonzaga. I don't think that'll necessarily happen, but you could still survive that if Baylor and Michigan and Houston advance on, because that would be six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You'd still, you know, be under the ten and a half. Uh, the two issues are UCLA and Oregon State. And that's uh, if either one of those two hits, obviously that takes care of the ten and a half hole by itself, and everything else uh, is is pointless. Uh, it'll go over the ten and a half, obviously. So, well, I, I was rooting and from that standpoint. I was rooting for for Alabama as well. That was my little dog in the fight in that game, uh, which is why it was so frustrating, man. You know, you thought maybe, just maybe, also laying six and a half. That you know, once it got to overtime, you know, we've seen that happen a zillion times. You know, team uh, laying five and a half, six and a half. You know, just dominates the overtime and. Stay they got dominated, but you know you got the 11 seed UCLA that would whack out the 10 and a half, and you got the uh, Oregon State uh, against Houston. You know when you look at this, oh, let's go over the higher seeds and everything too, since uh, we always follow that. Higher seeds right now, 38 and 17 straight up, uh, 27 and 28 against the spread. How about that? How great is uh, the boys at FanDuel in Vegas? 27 and 28, 45 games, one game separates uh, the higher seeds. How about the favorites, though? Uh, almost identical. Uh, favorites are 37 and 18. There was one seed that was not a favorite. Um, and against the spread, 27 and 28. Same thing. Uh, j- j- just remarkable <laughs> how, how they are able to do that. Uh, over-unders, we had had a few more um, unders. Uh, 31 unders, 23 overs, one push. If you... <coughs> Include the uh, and then you know we probably should. Why not? You include you include those uh, playing games on uh, Thursday. Uh, favorites are thirty eight and twenty one. They won one of the three. Uh, under or against the spread, it's twenty seven and thirty two. And then over unders <clears throat> thirty four unders twenty four overs and one push. So a ten game difference. So you've you've had ten more unders uh, than you have overs, and they've pretty much you know it's been that way pretty pretty much from the outset. You know it's not been like a one day or one round thing. They've you know had two or three more each round uh, for the lack of scoring, and some some of that stuff yesterday was just just horrible. So you know in, in a lot of ways. There are so many teams here that just can, you know, kind of kick themselves and say, "Boy, we have no one to blame." Now we have, we have just no one to blame. And uh, we'll, we'll start with Alabama. I mean, you you couldn't have put a better front, uh, you know. And I I thought they got screwed by being a number two seed. You know, in the end, not really because the road that Michigan had as the number one seed against LSU and Florida State it was it was pretty tough. You know, I'd rather face uh, Maryland and UCLA and Iona than I would have, you know, a play-in winner, no big deal, but LSU and Florida State. I mean, those are two really good teams. And if you're Alabama, you know, you you had Maryland as a number 10 seed, you know, knock off a dangerous UConn team, so that was easy. Then you had a play-in winner in UCLA, no BYU, no Texas. I mean, you couldn't have painted an easier picture, and they still couldn't advance. Oh, that's, you know, it's one thing if you lose – uh, as, as a gambler, too, you know, you lose to a team, you know, like Florida State or, uh, you know, Baylor loses to Arkansas, maybe, or Villanova. You know, that that's acceptable. You're favored. You're supposed to win. But, you know, okay. You, you lose to a team like uh, UCLA, 
Boy, that's, you know, if, if Houston were to lose to Oregon State, boy, that would be, you know. So Alabama has just no excuse whatsoever. Just, you know, when they go home, you know, again, you, you lose to Michigan, you don't get to the Final Four. All right, we lost to the number one seed. I understand that. You lose to UCLA. Oh, that, that's horrible. You know, the Zag, same thing. You know, I, I know USC, <clears throat> as we made a uh, you know, reference to, that, that was the one team in that region, the West, I thought could, uh, you know, maybe do some damage against the Gonzags. But, you know, facing a wounded Oklahoma team without its second-best player, facing a Creighton team that, uh, you know, they don't know if they're coming or going with their head coach. Uh, no Virginia there, so that, that helped out to their cause. And now they face a USC team, you know, in the supposedly weak Pac-12 uh, no Kansas, no Iowa. I mean, you, you couldn't have asked for an easier picture, right? So they have no excuse. Uh, Houston, well, you talk about a team that's living a high life, right? I mean, the first off, number one Illinois in their region gets knocked out in the second round, so they know in the back of their mind, all right, we don't have to go through the Illini anymore. Uh, then they face uh, Syracuse in the uh, Sweet 16, uh, or in the second round, actually, after Syracuse upset San Diego State and West Virginia, uh, you know, again, nothing for nothing against uh, Syracuse. I get a historic program and all that other stuff, but um, you know, if you pointed to one team, Houston, you know, on the cuff here, uh, which one would you like to face in the uh, Elite Eight uh, or Sweet Sixteen? Which one would it be out of all those teams? Uh, it probably would be Syracuse. So. The fact now that they got to face Oregon State, again, Cinderella run, I know all that, but if Houston doesn't get in, they have just no reason to bitch either. Just no reason whatsoever. Um, You know, Baylor maybe to a lesser extent because Arkansas is a pretty good team, but, you know, they don't have to face the second-ranked Buckeyes. They faced, you know, a a mediocre Wisconsin team. They, They faced a wounded Villanova team that did all could just to get to the second and third round. Uh, and now they face their really one competition to get to the Final Four in Arkansas. So they they don't have a reason. You know, if they don't make the Final Four, they don't have a reason to bitch. So it's really just it's amazing how things have kind of laid themselves out for these teams, these better teams, uh, you know, with all the upsets that occurred. You know, Michigan, M- Michigan's the one, you know, and then that was the one team that I thought was flawed. And really, I had them losing in the second round, or I, at least I thought there was a chance they could lose in the second round to LSU. You know, that's the one team that actually has had it the roughest, and yet, in a lot of ways, they look the most impressive. You know, without livers, you know, who cares? I mean, they, they steamrolled LSU. Uh, they flattened Florida State last night. That, that was a joke. And, uh, and now they get to play UCLA. So same thing that, you know, up until this point, it's been tough for them. But if they don't get to the Final Four, you know, if I told you, Michigan, you know, your last <clears throat> hurdle to get to the Final Four is a, uh, you know, third or fourth place uh, Pac-12 team, I think they would have signed up for that. Um, so, yeah, that's what they have in front of them. It, it's uh, Right now, Baylor has the toughest competition, I would think. And, and Houston is probably sitting in the, uh, eh, maybe Michigan, um, e- either one, but Certainly no excuses for any of these teams, whether it's Zags, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Houston, and to a lesser extent, Baylor. Uh, you got to believe all four. You know, when everything is said and done, I did think there was a great chance that four number one seeds would get in. I thought, you know, at worst it would be three. I thought maybe Alabama would knock off uh, Michigan in the uh, Elite Eight here, but I had penciled in the Zags, penciled in Baylor. I still like Arkansas. Uh, I did pencil in Illinois. 
But uh, when everything is said and done, with all the upsets and everything, we ultimately may have uh, three number one seeds in the final four, uh, which is kind of wacky. My, uh, if you, uh, you know, one of my brackets here with the Sports Grid, our contest, I just put all the favorites. I just spread them all out and just did uh, every higher seed. Um, I just played it out and said, you know, let's see how this thing turns out. If you did that, you have four teams left. I have uh, Gonzaga left, Michigan left, Baylor left, and then Houston left. But I got Houston losing to Illinois in this uh, next round. So when everything is said and done, you know, it's not great, but uh, I could still have three Final Four teams if we end up with, uh, you know, the three number ones going to the Final Four. That's not horrible. Um, I don't think I'm going to win. But uh, I am in the running, I, be- I believe. I, you know, last I checked, I had 20 right, and that was heading into yesterday. And I picked up a win with Michigan, picked up a win with uh, Gonzaga. So I picked up a couple of wins yesterday. Uh, Alabama one would have been nice, being able to pick that one up. But I tell you, if Alabama would have won, I'd really be uh, actually halfway decent in this little pool that we got. I thought I was uh, dead to rights here, but you know what? Um, with Gonzaga over Baylor... And Michigan's still winning, and Houston getting to the Elite Eight. Uh, that's that's. Uh, I'll have to double check my standings on that. You know what? I might not be dead after all in that uh, goofy little pool that we have running here at Sports Grid. Not bad. I got so many that you kind of lose track on, on everything, but uh, uh, not bad at all. All right, so we got four games, and we got two tonight. Um, seven o'clock Eastern time is the first game, and then we got uh, two more tomorrow. The two today starting at the seven thirty when everything is said and done. Houston again seven and a half over Oregon State over under one twenty nine, and then at ten o'clock at night, uh, you got Baylor laying eight against Arkansas. I'm surprised the NBA. Uh, listen, I guess you know it's COVID, so um, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. But normally. The NBA will clear the slate for college basketball. They, they do kind of work in cahoots with each other. But this year being a little different, um, they didn't do it. Uh, they have, In fact, you have one, two, three, four, five, six NBA games, seven NBA, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You got 11 NBA games tonight. I'm surprised. Um, you know, not only do they have like five or six, they have 11. Uh, I, I, I would have thought they would have cleared the deck. Uh, let me see what they have tomorrow. They didn't, uh, they didn't do the NCAA any favors tomorrow, Tuesday. They have one, two, three, four, only four. That's not too, too bad, but. Yeah, 11 games tonight in the NBA. Uh, thanks, Fab, and no thanks if you're a college basketball fan. Now, is that really going to matter? Eh, you know, it, it might. You know, when you throw in that you got the, you know, the big boys playing, uh, you know, tonight. You know, you got the Knicks in action. You got Brooklyn in action. You got Boston in action. You know, you got uh, the uh, Clippers in action. So you have some, you know, big-time teams that will take away from their audience for sure. All right, we'll close that hour number one next. Opposite Pick Sportsman Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, um, 
that's one thing that I can do night in and night out. You know, even if the shots aren't going in, I can impact on defense, and I know it's going to help us out a lot. Uh, guys have been great bringing me along offensively, uh, just getting me right uh, in the right position, in the right sets. And uh, if you cut, you know, they're making the right plays every time. Uh, that's new Denver Nugget Aaron Gordon making his debut last night. Uh, 21 minutes, had 13 points, plus 17, which is pretty impressive. He's going to help that team. Uh, you know, again, I don't know if they're capable of uh, beating a healthy Laker team, but a wounded Laker team, he, you know, that, that's a good little piece. Uh, they're going to be the <clears throat> proverbial, you know, no super, 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 superstar yet. I, I, we want to put Joker on that level. You want to put Murray on that level. They're not. You know, they, they got to win a championship to, in order to be on that level. They, they, this, that's just the way it is. You know, the consensus is, well, they're good. Uh, you know, Joker's good. Murray's good. Gordon's good. Millsap's good. But uh, do they have any championships? No. Okay, well, then, you know, uh, they're the second rung. But so can you have enough second rung players to be able to win. I tell you, that's a hell of a lineup. That That is a, you know, if Michael Porter Jr. could keep his head on straight, um, that's a damn good lineup and a decent little bench. Um, I tell you what, that, that that's a nice addition. So they win last night, blow out the Hawks, who had been playing great basketball, uh, 126 to 102, one of our better plays that I gave out to my guys. So cha-ching, cha-ching on that one. Um, and uh, the, the game goes over as well, which is even a better thing. All right, our poll question is outs. What will happen first? The Buffalo Sabres win again. Gonzaga loses a game. Uh, Leonard Hamilton wins a big game, or my generator gets installed, which at this point, it's now five months and counting, and it's still not installed, and I don't know when it's going to get installed. Unbelievable. So uh, go to your opposite picks feed, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, picks P-I-C-K-S, get your vote in, and we'll uh, update that a couple of more times in hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Monday morning, opposite picks, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.